Hello and welcome to episode 639 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this evening. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Friday. It is the first Friday of the month, September 1st, 2023, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us begin with the Friday prayer to the Most Blessed Virgin Mary to obtain love towards her and Jesus Christ. O Mary, I already know that thou art the most noble, the most sublime, the most pure, the most beautiful, the most benign, the most holy, in a word, the most amiable of all creatures. O that all knew thee, my lady, and loved thee as thou dost merit. But I am consoled when I remember that in heaven and on earth there are so many happy souls who live enamored of thy goodness and beauty. Above all, I rejoice that God himself loves thee alone more than he loves all men and angels together. My most amiable queen, I, a miserable sinner, love thee also, but I love thee too little. I desire a greater and more tender love towards thee, and this thou must obtain from me, since to love thee is a great mark of predestination, and a grace which God only grants to those whom he will save. I see also, my mother, that I am indeed under great obligations to thy son. I see that he merits infinite love. Thou who desirest nothing else but to see him loved has to obtain me this grace above all others. Obtain me great love for Jesus Christ. Thou obtainest all that thou willest from God. Ah, then be graciously pleased to obtain me the grace. To be so united to the divine will that I may never more be separated from it. I do not ask of thee earthly goods, honors, or riches. I ask thee for that which thy heart desires most for me. I wish to love my God. Is it possible that thou refusest to second this my desire, which is so pleasing to thee? Ah, no, thou already helpest me. Already thou prayest for me. Pray, pray, and cease not to pray, until thou seest me safe in heaven, beyond the possibility of evermore losing my Lord and certain to love him forever, together with thee, my dearest mother. With it being the first Saturday of the month, friends, I wanted to mention this from the Fatima Center's website, located at Fatima.org. It says, Our Lord longs to find special expressions of our love for him on the first Friday of each month. Your fervent Holy Communion, as a special act of reparation and love to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, will greatly console our Lord for the ingratitude and outrages that he endures for our sake in the Blessed Sacrament. Our Lord's 12 promises to those who honor his Sacred Heart. One, I will give them all the graces necessary for their state of life. Two, I will give peace in their families. Three, I will console them in all their troubles. Four, they shall find in my heart an assured refuge during life and especially at the hour of death. Five, I will pour abundant blessings on all their undertakings. Six, sinners shall find in my heart the source, an infinite ocean of mercy. Seven, tepid souls shall become fervent. Eight, fervent souls shall speedily rise to great perfection. Nine, I will bless the homes in which the image of my sacred heart shall be exposed and honored. 10, I will give to priests the power to touch the most hardened hearts. 11, those who propagate this devotion shall have their name written in my heart and it shall never be effaced. And 12, the all-powerful love of my heart will grant to all those who shall receive communion on the first Friday of nine consecutive months, the grace of final repentance. They shall not die under my displeasure, nor without receiving the sacraments. My heart shall be their assured refuge at the last hour. So obviously our Lord Jesus Christ 
is merciful love and he is constantly pouring himself out to us, especially to those who are able to fulfill the first Friday devotion. Let us love, honor, and cherish the sacred heart of our Lord Jesus Christ more and more every day. And let us look today at an article that was published on Friday, July 16, 2021. I think it's a good thing to revisit because it seems like the traditional Latin Mass is under constant attack. And we hope and pray that it will not be under further restrictions. We hope and pray that the Novus Ordo will be abrogated. It should have never come into existence. But this is from a acatholiclife.blogspot.com. That's a acatholiclife.blogspot.com is the website run by Mr. Matthew Pleasy, who has been featured regularly here on the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. This article, which once again published about two years ago, entitled Much, Must Catholics Obey Traditionis Custodes? And there is a picture of Pope Francis, who at that time probably was not a, a cardinal yet. I'm not even sure if he was a bishop at that time. Uh, Jorge Mario Bergoglio in Argentina, circa 1976. Mr. Pleasy says, Today... In the sharpest reversal and attack on a predecessor, Pope Francis has issued Traditionis Custodes, which seeks to make the celebration of the Tridentine Mass harder. And again, this was published on July 16, 2021. It is, in effect, a reversal and repudiation of both Benedict XVI and Sumorum Pontificum. For those seeking to understand the issue and its implications, I encourage the following articles and... Several hyperlinks are given. Rorate Celi, Canon Lawyer's Analysis of the Anti-Sumorum Pontificum Motu Proprio and Latin Mass Society. Some comments on the apostolic letter, Traditionis Custodes. In good news, reports already are surfacing of diocesan bishops affirming the continued celebration of the traditional Latin Mass in places ranging from San Francisco to Albany to Arlington, Pittsburgh has affirmed such as well, and the canons regular of St. John Cantius in Chicago affirm that they will continue doing so as well. Of course, this could change at a moment's notice in any of these places or elsewhere. And if I could add, I think that happened, uh, unfortunately, for the canons regular in Chicago. I think they were having the um, traditional Latin mass taken away in that diocese. I'm not positive about that. Mr. Pleasy continues, the Diocese of Little Rock, Arkansas, has just ended all diocesan TLMs in the state except for two FSSP locations. But all of this forces the question, do Catholics have to obey Traditionis Custodes or any motu proprio? Yes, but with two very important exceptions, but of which are based on church law, both of which are based on church law and common sense legal arguments. One, if the person issuing the statement lacks authority, no law is created. A law must come from a valid lawgiver. It requires the government to pass laws according to the rules of the Constitution and laws already in place. The one issuing the law must do so in the lawful manner and have the power to do so by the office he holds. Not just anyone can do this. In the church, this requires the Pope generally to issue a law. A man who is truly elected Pope 
ceases to be the Pope and thus a valid lawgiver when he died, abdicates, or loses his office due to heresy. For instance, if Pope Francis was a heretic, he would not possess the authority to rule. And if he lacks the authority, this motu proprio can and must be rejected. This is based on developed and established church teaching as shown among others in the following two sources. From Wernz and Vidal, 1943. Through notorious and openly divulged heresy, the Roman pontiff, should he fall into heresy, by that very fact, ipso facto, is deemed to be deprived of the power of jurisdiction even before any declaratory judgment by the church. A pope who falls into public heresy would cease ipso facto to be a member of the church. Therefore, he would also cease to be the head of the church. Use Canonicum, Rome, Gregorian, 1943, 2.453. And then we have Udoricus Best in 1946. Not a few canonists teach that outside of death and abdication, the pontifical dignity can also be lost by falling into certain insanity, which is legally equivalent to death, as well as through manifest and notorious heresy. In the latter case, a pope would automatically fall from his power, and this indeed without the issuance of any sentence, for the first see, i.e. the see of Peter, is judged by no one. The reason is that by falling into heresy, the pope ceases to be a member of the church. He who is not a member of his society obviously cannot be its head. We can find no example of this in history. Introductio in Codicum, 3rd edition, Collegeville, St. John's Abbey Press, 1946, Canon 221. Thus, a papal document like a motu proprio must come from a valid pope who has not lost his office. Otherwise, the document is worthless. Number two, if the law is harmful to souls, it must be rejected. Assuming that the person has authority, a law must still be rejected if it is harmful to souls or encourages, promotes, or orders what is sinful. The adage, salus animarum suprema lex, the salvation of souls is the supreme law, which is this blog's motto, underpins all of this. For this reason, while obedience is to be highly valued, if a superior orders what is sinful, we must disobey his command. Is the Latin mass harmful to souls? No, it was and is the mass of the saints. Are the fruits of the Latin mass overwhelmingly positive? Yes. And is the fruit of the Novus Ordo evil? Sadly, yes. Archbishop Marcel Lefebvre famously said, the Novus Ordo Misae, even when said with piety and respect for the liturgical rules, is impregnated with the spirit of Protestantism. It bears within it a poison harmful to the faithful. He was right, and the rotten fruits of 50 years show us this. One point which Pope Francis seems to make that there may not be two forms of the Roman rite, is a position that I have come to believe as well. These, quote, forms are not the same rite and not the same religion. Their spirituality and entire orientation are diametrically opposed. One is centered on man and one is centered on God. Pope Francis stated in this document that the Novus Ordo Mass is the Lex Orandi of the church. Well said. If the Lex Orandi of Francis' church is the Novus Ordo, 
we know that is not the Lex Orande of the Catholic Church. The Novus Ordo, which is impregnated with the spirit of Protestantism, is not the Lex Orande of the Catholic Church. As I mentioned some years ago in Should Traditional Catholics Attend the Novus Ordo, the very nature of the Novus Ordo sacraments, while not necessarily invalid but questionable in many instances, bear in them the theology of the New Rite and the post-Vatican II Church. To frequent these sacraments is to mix the good, true, and beautiful with that which is present in the new sacraments, novelty. By receiving the Novus Ordo sacraments, you profess your communion in and with the beliefs of the Novus Ordo Church, even those beliefs that are flawed. Even those who generally follow the current Pope will admit that serious ambiguities exist in this document, raising questions on their legal effects, ramifications, and implementations. All Catholics should affirm either Statement 1 or 2 above. As such, Catholics are not required to obey this document and must actually resist it openly. Traditionis custodes is to be rejected totally and entirely without reservation. Salus animarum suprema lex, long live tradition, long live the true Catholic Church, down with the counterfeit church of the modernists. Reject traditionis custodes and direct your money to traditionalist orders and priests who do likewise. Hear, hear, Mr. Pleasy. And I highly recommend, though I personally attend a diocesan traditional Latin mass when I lived in Western New York, I was fortunate enough to have a SSPX chapel, Society of St. Pius X chapel, about 10 minutes from where I was in South Buffalo. It was called Our Lady of the Rosary. If you can, please attend an SSPX chapel, but attending a diocesan TLM would be fine. Don't go to the Novus Ordo. Stay away from it. If you have to drive a little bit longer, here in these United States, most people are still able to find a traditional Latin mass within driving distance. Um, it can be difficult. It could be a, a, a sacrifice, but the Lord will richly bless you for it. We started off mentioning the first Friday devotion. Do you think our Lord Jesus Christ is going to be outdone in generosity? Of course not. So make it to a TLM. And in the coming days and weeks, we're going to delve further into the beauty of the traditional Latin Mass and, and the problems with the Novus Ordo because I think this is one of the biggest issues in the church today, if not the, excuse me, the biggest. So many thanks to Mr. Pleasy for writing that article. Once again, he's at acatholiclife.blogspot.com. Let us conclude by once again mentioning Helping Autism Through Learning and Outreach, available on the web at halo-soma.org. That's halo-soma.org. Also, please tune in to episodes 277 and 548 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. If you haven't already done so, please direct your family and friends to those particular programs because the topic is RPM, Rapid Prompting Method, a system of communication for non-speakers, sometimes called typing to talk or spelling to communicate, all basically the same thing. 
It's been a revolutionary breakthrough for non-speakers and their ability to communicate. Communication is a human right. And just as the deaf had a tremendous breakthrough with sign language, RPM has done the same thing for non-speakers. Before my niece was eight years old, we didn't even know her favorite color. Now we know that she's a comprehensive genius who can compose music, who's skilled in mathematics, who knows foreign languages. She's just off the charts intelligent. We would have known none of that were it not for RPM. Can you imagine how frustrated you would be, friends, if you couldn't communicate anything to your family? Not what you wanted for breakfast, not what your favorite sports team is, not what you like wearing, what kind of music you're into, nothing. And they just had to sort of guess at what you wanted. Well, far too many people are still in that situation today because their families don't know about rapid prompting method. You can't use a tool unless you know about it. So let's spread the word. Once again, H-A-L-O hyphen S-O-M-A dot org, halo hyphen Soma dot org. And please tune into episodes 277 and 548 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. May God richly bless each and every one of you. Thank you so much for tuning in and please tune in, tune in again tomorrow for another program. Goodbye and God love you.